Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the dirt all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then blue bump. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're going to do it. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mrs. Adam. And this is an exhausted Mr. Adam. Yeah, because he's had to deal with me all day. All weekend. I know. It's it's a tough life. It is. It yeah, is. Yeah, but you signed up for it. I know. People think it's easy. It's not. It's not. <laughs> That's all right. So we have a two-part episode tonight. <laughs> Which may turn into a seven-part episode. Well, the first part is we're going to kind of review um, a meet and greet we went to recently. Yep. And then we have a number of questions that we've gotten uh, via email or Twitter, whatever media. And so we want to kind of uh, go through some of those because they've been piling up a little bit. So, Yes, we've been neglecting yes. you people. We're, we're sorry. Yeah. Your questions are important to us. <laughs> and yet we, we just keep putting them off. Well, we've only been doing one a week. And so then, yeah, they sometimes add up. So. Keep sending them in, and uh, if we get too many, well, we'll just have to sit and answer questions one night. Oh, you know? Laws. I know. <laughs> uh, I actually like sitting and answering questions, but yeah. whatever. It is. It's fun. Um, ooh, we should offer a opportunity to like just randomly be like our moderator and just ask us questions. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. So do that. if you'd like to do that, just let us know. Um... All right, so let's talk about first this recent uh, meet and greet, meet yeah. and mingle that we went to. Uh, so it was hosted by the same folks that hosted a meet and greet we went to a few months ago. Yes, it was a podcast I called, we called, which I'm still very proud of this, 12 couples walking to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the meet and greet was hosted by the same couple, uh, but it was... Some of the couples were the same, but I don't think... I know that one couple in particular was the same, but they were at the other end of the table, so we never interacted with them. Right. It was actually not hosted by the same couple. Oh, I thought it was. No, it's, it was hosted by a different couple, oh, but okay. who were there at that first meet and mingle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Key to, key point to distinguish, it was it was a different couple that was hosting it, but right. they were there, okay. um, and they were the tie from the first time... To the couples club. Right. So okay. that's that. I was confused on all that then. Easy to understand the confusion, but yeah, it was definitely a different couple. Right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it, it was at a different bar. Yeah. Um, first off, props to the bar. It was an amazing bar. The bar staff were great. Mm-hmm. There was live music, which is awesome, but. Um, it was a l- little loud. I'm getting too old for this live yeah. music at a bar shit thing. 
It was so... I love it, but... It's great, but it was too loud to have a conversation. You literally had to be in someone's ear shouting. Yeah. And that's not exactly conducive to a meet and greet situation. No. Um, But the bar space and the space that they had reserved for us was awesome. It was perfect, yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. If the bar had been... 20% 20% quieter. It had been amazing. Mm. Um, had it been 40% quieter, it had been perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just, God, it was so fucking loud. I mean, when when your live music is so loud that you're getting feedback on your own microphone, perhaps you should turn it down a bit. I don't know. Maybe that, <laughs> Maybe I don't understand how live music goes. But apparently, if you sing it louder, it must be better. Right. Right. I mean, it wasn't like the... That's well, a, we, then we should shout into these microphones. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like... I th- it, it absolutely kills me because it's that whole... I hate the live music mentality uh, of if it's... And it's funny because you get two different. If you're in a bar setting, the mm-hmm. louder the singer is, the better it is. But for some reason in musical theater, the softer the singer, the better it is. Because oftentimes the orchestra is way too loud and the mics mm-hmm. on the singers are way too soft. But yeah. that's a completely different problem. Anyway, but I digress. Um, <laughs> so the, the bar setup was great. The, mm-hmm. and, and I think the, the space was great for a meet and mingle. Um, in fact, I think it was actually better than the last meet and mingle we went to. I agree. I agree. Because, and maybe it was just the way it was set up. Because this meet and mingle, they did some very clever things to get us to a meet and b mingle. But well, I'm, I'm jumping as, ahead a bit. As far as how the bar was set up, though, there were a few tables and a couch space that were reserved for them, kind of a little bit on the periphery, and in between there was enough space where you could stand and yeah. move and walk around. It was, so it wasn't like you had to be sitting at one of the tables or on one of the couches. Yeah. Um, so it was nice because it gave you that option to sit, but at the same time you didn't have to, and there was room to stand and kind of talk to others and group and whatnot. So, um, you know, anybody who's interested, this was... Um, the, the, this was a pre sort of meet and mingle before the big play party at couples club that was posted on adultmatchmaker.com. Um, this was sort of an invite only thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, but these folks are, are from, you know, Northern New South Wales, just North of Sydney a bit. Um, and, and so and there were people from all over New South Wales, yeah. um, both from the Sydney area, from Western Sydney, Northern, Southern, Wollongong, kind of all around. Way out, yeah. uh, the, the way out like west. Penrith all, Way. Yeah, and, Penrith Way, almost yeah. to Katoomba, um, and then the Northern. So yeah. many of the folks around, many of the folks who were there that we spoke to were, you know, one and a half to two hours away. Right. So it was a, a definite effort to come into this. Mm-hmm. Um and everybody we talked to, I think, lovely people. Oh, really yeah. Interesting it was a good people. group of people. Um, yeah. We passed out a lot of cards with the statement of, hey, let us, you know, send yeah. us a message. We'd love to talk to you more and actually be able to talk to you right. more. Um, and that was that was nice. So we get to this, we get to the bar and immediately, like, we get downstairs and it's immediate, like, it's packed. So I looked at you and I was like, um, do, you, do you remember what these people looked like? And you were like, I don't even remember their names. I'm like, great, we're fucked. <laughs> I looked up the names, though, before we walked in. <laughs> yes, and, and I, I actually somehow managed to remember their names. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we got to the bar, it was packed. It and- was packed. And so basically my mentality was, as we're walking in, there were, right as we walked in, there were groups of people that were 
more casually dressed. There were some that were clearly there after work drinks and that kind of thing. Exactly. Um, Because it was a Friday. Right. It was a Friday evening. And so I basically had the mentality of, okay, we're looking for a group of people who are going to a swingers club afterwards. They're going to be dressed nicely. They're going to be dressed sexy. They're probably going to be... A, they're not all going to be like the the college aged kids, right? They're going to be our age. They're going to be our age ish, yeah. and so that's the group of people I was looking for. And as we kind of, and I could tell they weren't in the front section of the bar, so I just kind of kept going through until I saw a group of people that fit that description. And I was like, and I just walked up and was like, Hi. I think I think this well, is the group we're looking for. <laughs> the 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 fella who yeah. is part of the couple that organized it immediately walked yes. up to us and was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And about that time, another couple had come in, mm-hmm. I think probably right behind us, and he introduced us to them mm-hmm. um, and said, I'm going to take you around on the and introduce you to everybody. And so, but unfortunately for him, um, but fortunately for us, we saw another couple that we had seen before. That we've met with before. We've met with before. Yeah. We, chatted with, really we, like them. We've em chatted and, with, yeah. we really like them. We've had them over for dinner mm-hmm. and we got along, but we've never actually played with them, yeah. but we've wanted to. Um, but we saw them and it was like, oh my God. It was like the last people we expected, because we even joked about it before going down the stairs. It was like, yeah. we're not going to know anybody here other than yeah. the host and hostess. Um, and we get down at the bottom and we're like, oh my God, it's you guys. And so we, I, I don't feel bad about it, but I can understand how he might have been a bit miffed uh-huh. at the fact that he was going to show us around and introduce us to everybody, and we basically were like, "Oh yeah, bye bye," and started talking to this couple. Yeah, because we, we hadn't saw seen them, them until we gave them big hugs. We hadn't seen them physically. It just in a year. started catching up. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we had we had we've texted with them. Yeah, uh, but we hadn't actually seen them face to face. Eight months. It, it, I would have said a year. You think a year? Okay. Um, it was a long time because okay. we had just moved in here in okay. this current yeah. location. Yeah. Um, and so it was It was so good to see them and talk yeah. to them. And we chatted with them for, gosh, 30 minutes Probably, almost immediately. Yeah. Um, so much, in fact, that they were talking to two other couples. And those two other couples, we just sort of pushed them out yeah. of the way. Which, again, I feel kind of bad about. But it, 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 But after the initial catch-up, though, we did then we kind did. of Yeah, we are like, okay, we're going to split up. Yeah. And we talked to another yeah. lovely couple, which I really liked both of them. Mm-hmm. Um because the the guy was a little bit shorter than me, and I always make jokes about my own height. And like within ten minutes of talking to him, he was making jokes about his height. Yeah. And it was, he was like, "Well, when you're our height, because she was your she your was also size, short, yeah." And he goes, "He goes, when you're our height, you don't have to worry about hitting your head whenever you go into doors." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I love it! <laughs> you're yeah. so true." Um, so that was great. Uh, and then yeah, and then you and I split up for a bit. Yep. You talked to some people because you wanted to sit down anyway, mm-hmm. and um, and we yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was really good. Cause I would say that I don't, I think, don't think there was anyone there that we talked to that wasn't interesting in some way yeah. or another. Um, everybody was really nice. I would say similar personalities, and I, I think we all, I mean, I. We could easily get along and have a great time oh, with any absolutely. of them. Absolutely, yeah. And it, it's funny, and I'm I'm going to say this sort of blanketly, but I know it's not entirely true. Um, the swingers that we've met who come from farther out of the city uh-huh. are always easier to get along with. And I don't know if it's just that they're I don't know if it's that they're more relaxed and they don't get to do it much. So they're like, oh look, we're going to talk to you, and you're you know we're going to find the good in you. Um, whereas if you, you know, if you're in a situation where your, your sample set is, is 
vast and varied. You can be a little more choosy. Yeah, Whereas true. if you're if you don't get to do it as often, off you know, oftentimes you're like, oh, I'm going to find the good you're in you. You're going to look for the positive. Yeah, I'm going to look yeah. for the positive. And everybody who was here was out a ways, which makes me think they don't get to swing as often as they'd like. Um, and everybody we talked to was very friendly yeah. and like accepting and open and like, oh, you know. Immediately, we would hit it off with mm-hmm. them. And that's really a nice thing. And not that the swinging community <laughs> is not normally like that, but right. this group in particular seemed more a bit well, to that. Well, that could also be because you're going to a meet and greet with the intention to meet people. And, yeah, okay. and to Fair get, enough. you know, you're going there to, to meet new people and to, to find someone that you want to get along with and potentially have a relationship or play with. So you have to put your best foot forward. Yeah. And you have to be positive. Well, and, and not to say so. that there weren't, the, I, I can remember one, if not two couples in particular, where they were clearly, the, the card they were playing was the sexy woman card. And I remember one couple in particular who she did all the talking and he mm. just stood there and tried not to look awkward, um, <laughs> which, hey, spoiler alert, folks, if you try not to look awkward, you're going to look awkward. You're going to look awkward. You can't not yeah. look awkward if while trying to not look awkward. Um, but it was kind of, that was funny. I do remember one couple that was kind of like that. Yeah. I'm like, you're just playing the sexy woman card. And, you know, if it works, hey, sure. If it works for you, go for <laughs> it. But uh, I like to know that there's a personality behind the man folk, too. Yep. Um, but so when we first walked in, we were given a number. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I think, if you do meet and mingles, if we ever do a meet and mingle, this is something that we're going to do because I thought it was a very cleverly done. It was a good way to do um, it, yeah forcing people to mingle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were all given a number. and then Each couple. Each couple, yeah, sorry. Each couple was given a number. And then halfway through the night, we were given envelopes. And with that envelope, the host said, you need to find the couple with this number. Mm-hmm. And then you can, once you find that number, you can give them the envelope. Right. Um, which I think is a very clever way of getting people to mingle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, you had a few of those couples that were like, what's your number? Seven? Okay, I'm looking for eight. Bye. What's your number? Three? Oh, I'm looking for eight. Bye. What's your number? And I was like, oh, that's a bit much. But, yeah. you know, we definitely tried to, and I tried to, and I think we tried to, you know, it's like, oh, what's your number? Oh, that's a good number, but what we're looking for is blah, 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 blah. You know, have you found the number you're looking for yet? You know, kind but of thing. But it's a conversation starter. Yeah. And so it gets you to wander around and talk to other couples you may not have already. I also like the fact that that didn't happen until halfway through the evening. Yes. Because it's not like, okay, you start off, find people you want to talk to, and then sequester yourselves at that point. It It is very much a, you've had time to kind of wander around and meet people, but you may not have gotten to everyone right. yet. So it kind of forces you to keep going. And so I did like the timing of it as well. And it's funny because people, you know, if you've never been to a meet and mingle, it's very it's very easy to either find a couple that you've already met and mm-hmm. sort of just latch onto them and then you guys talk. Like the couple that we... It would have been easy for us to just sit there and talk to them all night. Yeah. Um, but even beyond that, the, the couple that we met later on, mm-hmm. um, it would have been easy to just sit and talk to them for the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to... to to once you've made a connection with somebody, just to stick with that person and, right. and only communicate with them. Um, if I can give advice to people who go to meet and mingles, it would be to really force yourself to play that social butterfly role mm-hmm. and and try to talk to a, a bunch of other couples. 
Um, and I know that some people out there would think that, oh, well, that makes me look like I'm not interested in you, so I'm moving along. But in, I don't think, I don't I, for think me, so. it doesn't. In that scenario, I don't think it does. And another thing you can do, if you're not good at at figuring out, you know, how long should I spend with someone or, and this requires some, some thought ahead of time and some pre-planning. Um, but if you're not, you know, sure, how long should I spend talking to someone or I'm not good at moving on or, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to get stuck with one couple or person or whatever and, and not move on. Uh, if you have like a, a watch, set a silent alarm on your watch yeah. for say every 10 to 15 minutes. And that way when it goes off, it's a reminder that, Hey, I should be moving. Maybe I or should move along. I should be talking to someone else. And another great thing to do is your drink. Judge yeah. by your drink, you yeah. know, and even if you're, if you don't drink alcohol and, and I know that sometimes it can be tough to go to these things and not drink alcohol. A great thing to do is to walk up to the bartender and say, um, I know I have done this multiple times. You give the bartender a nice hefty tip, maybe a $20 bill, and you say, every time I walk up to you and ask for a gin and tonic, I want you to give me a tonic water with lime. Mm -hmm. That way it looks like I'm drinking. I'm even asking for a drink, but I'm getting tonic and lime. Right. Um, or soda water and, and lime, vodka soda. And, you know, so it's... And, and that also depends on how busy the bar is. Yes. Because in this case, it the, was busy enough with other people that you could do that without people from this group necessarily knowing that you weren't, knowing drinking. That you weren't and, drinking. And not but, saying that you have to drink to be... But sometimes... Right. The perception. That's, that's, it's that perception. Yeah. It's that I want to be included in the group. Yeah. So I'm drinking so that I'm included. Um, so I would... Definitely, you know, you can judge it based on your drink. Yeah. Once you start talking to a couple and maybe you've got three quarters to full drink, if you need another drink, it's a good excuse to say, hey, I'm going to get go to the bar and get another drink. I'll catch up with you guys in a bit. And then you just find another and couple. And then find another couple yeah. to talk to, yeah. Um, and what's really great is if you both are drinking at separate rates... Right. That even cuts your time down again. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to go get another drink. Do you want to come with me? Right. And then, you know, your partner says, yes, I'll come with you. Right. Um, so that's just So there something. are ways to do it, yeah. but to kind of keep yourself moving and, and interacting with other couples. But you may have to make a cognizant effort to do yeah. that. Um, but it's, I think it's good for you. Yeah. And it's, it's fun yeah. to do. And, you and get that's to, kind of the whole point of it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I think I'm very, I say this like very proudly, I think you and I do meet and mingles very well. We, there's really no one we're not a, willing to talk to. Um, mm. You know, and there's, of course, there's times we don't feel like being social, but at the same time, there's, it's nice to yeah. be a social butterfly and sort of bounce around and talk to people, which I understand for some is difficult. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just talk about if, if you, if you're, we've talked about this before on this podcast, um, if you're unsure what to talk about, Ask questions. Everybody likes to talk about themselves. Especially being, more than likely, it's going to be people you've never seen or met before. So you can ask them, you know, not only just like where they're from or basic things like that, but ask, you know, how long have they been in the lifestyle? Yeah. What got them into it? You know, what, are, are they going to the club later even? Yeah. Simple questions how like that. How long have you been together? Oh, how yeah. long have you been in the lifestyle? What made you make that decision to go into the lifestyle? Yeah. What, and if that's too have heavy. Have you been to clubs before? Yeah. And if I was going to say, if that's too heavy, then stick with the club and say, you know, are you yeah. going to the club? Have you been before? Things like that. Do you know what to expect or, you know, things like that. Because perhaps you know what to expect because you've been to a club and they don't. And you can give them, you can be their sort of Yoda character and and give them some um, advice on what to expect. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I know we ran into a couple like that. Yeah. Who it was, they had never been to a club before. And um, I I spoke to him at length about, you know, club rules and uh, what's accepted and yada, yada, yada. What you should expect, yeah. Uh, really it was so yeah just don't be shy 
It's yeah. okay to be shy. It's absolutely okay to be shy. But, you know, in a meet and mingle situation, push yourself. Push mm-hmm. your boundaries. Um, yeah, so we, back to the, I guess, I should, we, little bit of a tangent there. Got a little sidetracked. <laughs> well, I still think it's important, but yeah. yeah. Um, so we did the little meet and mingle game yeah. where we went around trying to find our, our number. Uh, we finally found our number. Yes. And I was all excited because immediately when whoever had our our envelope, our envelope was wrapped in ribbon, which nobody else's was, so I knew it was special. Uh-huh. So I was stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. Um, and we opened up. She goes, I want to know what's in your envelope. And I was like, oh, okay. So we opened it up, and inside our envelope was a $75 gift card to Max nice Black. Lot, yeah. Which I was like, stoked. Yeah. So each envelope uh, came from a, a different place and had different things in them. So I know that we asked um, somebody who what was in the envelope that yes. we gave out, which was a platinum membership to Adult, adult Matchmaker, matchmaker mm-hmm. which I have to be honest, I would have been just as happy with that as yeah. I would with the, uh, yeah. but anyway. But yeah, so every, every envelope had something different in it. I'm assuming everyone, I don't know, at least... There were at least a few different things, um, and I think that that's kind of interesting yeah, as well. I think yeah. it's uh, uh, as games go. I think it was genius yeah. um, because it, it solves a lot of different things. It, it's a it's a uh, it's a thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. It's a force you to get out and talk to people, which is yeah. exactly what you want. And it's not it's not like a raffle draw, right? Where a raffle draw is between me and the host and hostess. This was between us and everybody, yeah. which was nice. Um, so, I guess we, the time, I will say the time flew by, yeah, even though we couldn't really understand quit. people because it was too bloody loud, <laughs> but, you know, the time flew by talking to folks, mm-hmm. um, and the host and hostess went on to Couples Club, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, oh, we'll see you there, and I feel sort of bad because we were like... Well, they were walking by quickly on their way out, yeah. and, you know, she said, oh, we'll see you there, and I just, at the same time she was saying that, I was just saying, see ya, yeah. and... They were gone, and it was like there's, you know, there wasn't really any time to say any more or anything. But, so, but he yeah. did come by and say, "Look, you know, we're all going to the couples club. There's no pressure to go. Right. You don't have blah 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 blah." Um, under other circumstances, on probably many other nights, we would have gone, mm-hmm. um, but we had double booked ourselves. So on this particular Friday night, uh, our secret spot had a, a ladies night. Ladies night. So it was the Satin and Pearls Girls Night in. And, you know, I had been really interested in going to that, but it happened to fall on the same night. So we at least wanted to go. We, You know, we were going to miss the girls-only part of it, but we at least wanted to go for the latter part when yeah. the guys could go in. And because uh, it's always a good crowd there, and it's a fun time. Ladies' and, nights are always fun. Yeah. yeah. And so we wanted to hit that up. So we ended up not going to Couples Club and going on to our secret spot afterwards. Which is kind of a bummer because we ended up, because there was a number of couples that we were interested in. Yeah. Um, and I know we gave out three, I gave out three cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you gave out any, but I gave out three cards to couples saying, hey, message us. We would yeah. love to catch up with you again. Mm-hmm. We find you guys interesting. I also know a couple, a few of the other couples didn't go on either. Yeah. They had other things going on in their lives and didn't. Or that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, it, it, you know, it was one of those. I kind of feel a little bad, but at the same time, I, I do feel we bad. really wanted to go to yeah. the ladies' night at Our Secret Spot. Having double so. booked ourselves, I felt a little yeah. guilty about that um, because. 
But I think it was still good to go to the meet and mingle, and I'm it really was. glad we did. It was great, and I'm very glad yeah. we did. And I'm, I'm, we need to send a. I'll do that tonight or tomorrow morning. A, a thank you for inviting yes. us, um, yes. because it was it was a good experience. Um, I do wish we could have gone to Couples Club. Um, just spent more time with some of those couples. Yeah, because yeah. they were interesting people. And even if we didn't play with them, it'd be nice to play around them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so whatever the venue, it'd be nice to spend a little more time with yeah. them. Yeah. So, yeah, but all in all, it was a it was an awesome experience. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and yeah. we came back with a $75 gift card to Max yeah. Black. So win, 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 yeah. you know? And then we went on to uh, our secret spot, and yep. one of the couples that I had talked with a little bit, but you hadn't really interacted with a whole lot, uh, they were walking the same way to their yeah. car, and so we ended up walking a fair bit with them, and just talking to them, which was really nice to yeah. get to know them a bit more. Um, they were a nice couple. They were very nice She couple, had a beautiful yeah. dress on. Mm-hmm. I loved that dress. Yeah. So it was, again, it was just nice to be in a little bit quieter environment on the street and be able to actually hear one another. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yes, we made it to our secret spot, and this was right after the, a little bit after the guys had been allowed in yep. for the ladies' night. And so a lot of people were already dressed down. We did not immediately dress down. Um, but they had, that particular night, they had a, an artist who had come in, and she was doing charcoal drawings of people if they wanted to. Um, and are you... I'm just confirming her name uh, because Leah I want... Leah every- something. Yeah. Uh, I want everybody to go out there yeah. and follow her on Facebook yeah, and Instagram. Yeah, because her drawings were amazing. Because we, when we Leah got there... Leah Harris is her name. Um, and she can be found at? Uh, LHD Art. Okay. Um, so, yes. She's on Twitter for sure. She's on... Facebook, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, being an artist, she is definitely on Instagram, and I'm just confirming, go ahead and talk. Yeah, so we when we got there... Uh, Sorry, LHD underscore art on Instagram, um, lhdart.com. Her work is stunning. Yeah, it's amazing. And so when we got there, uh, Lawrence immediately was like, hey, you should come check out some of the stuff that she's done tonight. So we went to the front room where she was set up and looked through some of the the people that she had drawn, and it just was amazing. Stunning. It was stunning. Yeah. And um, if you're on Twitter, you would have seen the picture that Mr. Adam posted of himself that night that he was drawn. Um, She drew me like one of those French women. Yes, she did. (laughs) She did. It was awesome. It was Uh, such a great experience. And she was really awesome to talk to. Yeah. Very intelligent. Super smart and, and like, yeah, super accepting. She's... A self-proclaimed vanilla, which I absolutely <laughs> love. Like you can, it's okay to be vanilla if you're accepting of everybody else. Yeah, she and doesn't care what you no, do. She's what like, you I don't care drawn. what the fuck you do. She but goes to kink events and yeah. draws people. It's fine. She doesn't care. She's a resident yeah. artist for a couple of the mistresses in Sydney. Mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't care what you do, but she herself is vanilla, which it's fine. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. And I just love that she's all, yeah, I'm a self-proclaimed vanilla. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, she's a beautiful person inside and out. Oh, um, God, I was splooshing all over the place for her. Yeah. Because she's got this lovely sort of um, 1940s pinup girl vibe, uh, yeah. which is just yeah, it's delightfully Beautiful, hot. yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she was there and so that was great to see some of the stuff that she had done. We saw her in action drawing, not just you, but a few other people, 
Um, and it's and she was so quick at drawing them. I was amazed at how she can I'm so translate. Of that talent. Yeah, yeah, translate from what's in front of her down onto paper so quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a great time there because they're again, you know, the the ladies' nights are always fun nights and. And because we got there, it had been going for a bit already, and we got there after the guys came in. You know, people were already dressed down. There was already action going on. So it was kind of like already that great positive vibe walking into it. Um, And so it didn't take us too very long to dress down either. Uh, But, yeah, it was a really good night, though. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Getting drawn. So Lawrence did a few Shibari works on me. Yes, he did. Which, again... uh, you know, I, I know he listens to the podcast, so this is a very big thank you to to our secret spot and Lawrence, um, especially because it's it's nice to have a situation where a straight man will not care that he's tying uh, a bad guy. Yeah. And you know, it's I, I understand. It know, doesn't having, have to be a female. No, or, it doesn't have to yeah. be, and it's nothing yeah. sexual. And that's no. what's really great about it is, although I enjoy it sexually, it doesn't. It's not a sexual experience. Right. And so it, it was really nice um, to have that opportunity to to I, be a, a subject because I've actually I've actually never been tied like that mm-hmm. um, and it was great and he was really you know always checking on me is this okay and uh, it was really a great experience to, yeah. to have that to be bound like that um, and he did the first one with my arms tied over my head and behind my back mm-hmm. um, and that was rough but awesome and then he did this really great uh, just wrist binding um, that was ended up being gorgeous yeah which is how she drew me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, yeah, it was such a great experience and massive props to OSS for being this, uh, a, a place where you can go and, Accepting. and yeah, yeah, just feel like you're accepted no matter what, what you're really into. Um, so yeah, it was epic. It, it, looking back, it's, Next to the pendulum parties, that experience was one of my best experiences yeah. at the club, um, and which had nothing to do with sex, which right. I think is what even sort of um, adds to that mm-hmm. is that it was just it was just us and our friends, and yeah. we played with a little rope, and I got drawn, and that's basically yeah. how the night. I went. also thought it was interesting the because um, sometimes when we're there, the foyer's room with the St. Andrew's cross gets used, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but that particular night, there was a pretty good group in there. I know at one point there were six people in there, and there was a lady up on the St. Andrew's Cross, and there was a fair bit of activity in there, which is always fun to watch. And and the curtains were open, which is yeah. even better. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, if, if you're going to be in there, then... It's please, a voyeur's room. Leave, please, voyeur, damn it. Yeah, please leave the <laughs> curtains open. I mean, I understand if you want privacy, but come on, we want to watch. No, don't be shy. <laughs> yeah. We all, we all got the same shit. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was fun to to watch people in there as well. So it's always yeah. good. Yeah. It was a good night. It was yeah. a lot of fun. We came home and we had not had sex with each other. No. The entire night. We came home and I was like, I'm going to fuck. <laughs> and I was knocked the fuck out. Of course, we came home starving and, and because yeah, we, we hadn't eaten foolishly dinner. did not eat food no. before we went. And we'd had a lot of alcohol and no food. Yeah. Uh, actually, much like right now. Um, and then we ate crackers and apple. Uh, crackers and peanut butter for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> being a little kid again. Like, <laughs> uh, except for the whole <laughs> nudity part. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good times. Yeah, it was a really good night overall, though. So that was our that was our Friday night. How was your Friday night? Yeah, let um, us know. 
Yeah, we're always interested. In yeah. that. So we have a few people who will actually tell us how their nights go and what they do. And it's yeah. kind of awesome to hear what you guys do and as well. And you don't have to go out and do anything no. elaborate. Sometimes it's like, you know, staying in and the... Netflix and chilling yeah. is awesome. And if you don't have Netflix, that's even awesomer because all you do is chill. <laughs> Love it. A little bit of sensuality um, goes a long way. That's right. Um, yeah. So now we're going to sort of change... Change tones, change flavors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, this is going to be a Neapolitan podcast tonight. Um, so now we're going into the mailbag, yes? Now we're going into the mailbag, yes. Okay. So we had been tagged on Twitter by at Naughty Threesome. Um, and this has been ages ago. Like It was still this month, but it was weeks ago. Um, so Naughty Threesome, at Naughty Threesome. Thank you so much for your question. Um, and I love the way this tweet goes. Topic for our favorite podcasters to consider. Now, admittedly, they did tag a lot of other people in this in this picture, which is a really sexy picture as well. Um, but they listed us, so I'm going to say we're their favorites. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, topic for our favorite podcasters to consider. Our rules, open parentheses, no transgression forgiven, likely to cause or prevent fights. So the way I read this is... Um, our fool, uh, our fools, <laughs> our rules, fools. I like that even better. Our <laughs> rules, uh, where if you break them, it is not forgivable. They're those unforgivable sins, the cardinal sins. Um, are they more likely to cause or prevent fights? And I think this is a fantastically deep question. What do you think? What's your answer? Look, um, so for me, the first thing I would want to say is, although we might fight, nothing is going to break us up. Like, honestly, you could go out and have unprotected sex with somebody, and that's not going to... I'm going to be disappointed and upset, and we'll probably argue about it. But it's not going to, it's not going to break us. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's for me. Um, in fact, I, I would be apt to forgive you of anything. Um, but, but like saving over my video game saves. Don't do that. I'll, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, because mine are way worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's like I would. You don't want to go back in time. I don't want to go back in time. <laughs> that's, look, let's just say right there. No, but like, because I can only think of. Really, for me, there's only one cardinal sin, between in our relationship, and that's unprotected sex. Um, everything else, I'm sort of like, eh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
that's you know we have rules, but that's not like a that's not like an end all rule. I'd be like, seriously, you did what? Um, but fighting that I don't know, like I don't like in. So I'm now I'm trying to think of if you if you came back say from this last Monday night and went, hey, um, you know he and I played without protection. I'd be like, whoa. I would have liked to have been there for that, number one, but what made you decide this? How, tell, tell me your thought process that got you there is what I would want to know. Um, but even that, I don't think I would be like, girl. But would there be a fight about it? Honestly, and this is going to sound really bad, it depends on how you presented it. You know, if you that presented sound it, bad. No, that's if you presented it like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, we, we have an agreement for something. Mm-hmm. And I know that we've had conversations with other people who then would think, well, if you got to do it, it's my turn to do it. Right. And that's not the way to think that's about this. That's not the way to do it. You know, yeah. it's like the, in, in, in this situation, especially sex without condoms, mm-hmm. what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, oh, look, God, I use a Kentuckyism. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, but what's good for one is not necessarily good for the other. Mm-hmm. And I would feel, I would feel sad and hurt, but it, but at the same time, I don't think I would want to fight about it. I don't know. So for me, um, okay. So read it again one more time. Um, are rules, no transgression forgiven, likely to cause or prevent fights? So I see two ways on that, and I think it depends on how strong, I'm going to say, of character or of will you are. If you have a rule, if your rules between you and your partner are set up and you know that if I break these rules, I will not be forgiven. Like, this is a huge major deal. If I know that, then if I'm cognizant enough and strong enough, then going into any situation, I will be extra careful not to break those rules. Right. Because I know that my relationship with my partner is on the line. So in that case, it could prevent fights in the fact that you know that if you do this, there is only one outcome. And and that's it. So it could prevent in that regards, but at the same time, it could very much encourage fights because... Let's be realistic. Somebody's going to break a rule somewhere, somehow, sometime. Well, we've already podcasted about it. We're not not perfect beings. It's going to happen. You know, it may be a one-off. It may be that it's time to reevaluate your rules, as you should do from time to time as a couple. And that time to time is different for everyone. Um, But it, it may just need to... You know, that rule break may need to spur a conversation or maybe you were just being an asshole and you just broke a rule because you weren't paying attention. Um, Whatever the case may be, it could then spur on a fight or at least a discussion. I think fight is a harsh word. Fight Um, is a harsh word. Yeah. But but so I would let's take it down to discussion. But for a lot of couples, I mean, you and I don't really fight that much, but a lot of couples do look at both of our all of our previous relationships, you know. I know I fought like cats and dogs with them because yeah. um, we, we didn't have that same understanding, I don't feel like, that you and I do. Um, and so I can see where it would cause fights in the fact that, you know, somebody's going to break a rule at some point 
And if that's a hard and fast limit and unforgivable, well, I can see where, you know, there'd be all hell would break loose because of it. Or like I said, if you're cognizant and, and can pay attention and are strong-willed enough to say, no, this is a rule under no circumstances, am I going to break this? You're going to prevent fights, but I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because it is a great question because, and I agree with you completely, ultimately. Um, and I, what I would side with is sort of towards, you know, I've heard it before from other people. I know, um, you know, Life on the Swing Set has alluded to it, and I know the Joneses allude to it, where you, or the Joneses actually say it specifically, where you have boundaries and rules, and boundaries are pushed and rules aren't. Even that, I think, is yeah. a little naive in that yeah. at some point you need to readdress those. And, and rules, you know, the, rule, you know, the rules are made to be broken is, the, is, the, right. is an adage for a reason. And not only that, but if you have boundaries that can be pushed and rules that are hard and fast, you know, at what point do you reevaluate and maybe a rule gets demoted down to a boundary? Well, what prompts that? Is it that you and your partner maybe say... Every six months or every year or every so often, you reevaluate yeah. your list of rules and boundaries? Or do you only do that when one of them gets pushed or broken? Yeah. So something has to be the impetus for reevaluating and saying, are these still appropriate for where we are currently? And I also think it depends on the number of rules you have. If yeah. you're one of those couples, and we've ran across them, where you have 25 different rules of we don't do this, we must do this, we de- can't do that, we m- might do this. It's like, Thank holy God shit. we're not them because I can't remember that yeah, much. No, I'm like, <laughs> if I have to pull out a rule book and see, let's see, um, if I do that, there's a flag on the play, so I really can't do, oh wait, um, there's a those subset, dis- if, if, if I kiss her, it's a penalty kick. I don't know. Is this you one know, of those decision tree diagrams? It is. You it's know? like a Venn yeah. di- or it's a, it's a it's a flow chart yeah. of did you do this? Yes, no. Did you do this? Yes, no. I'm like, oh god, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Um and and I'm gonna take the example of we don't kiss. Yeah. I think every swinger couple out there has run across the couples where they don't kiss. Mm-hmm. They you can do everything but kiss. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it. If you're one of those couples, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and I know what it is. It's it's pretty woman, pretty pretty woman ruined it for all of us because pretty woman established this beautiful sex worker who doesn't kiss on the lips unless it's true love. Well, you can kiss on the lips down below, but you can't kiss on the lips under the nose. I guess both lips are under the nose. Uh, technically, yes. The lips on the face and the lips between the thighs. <laughs> like one is not more. I want to. I'm going to say this blanketly. One is not more intimate than the other. Um, so you know, if you've got rules like that, they they're going to get broken at some point. Yes. Somebody is going to accidentally kiss on the lips, right. and then if that's one of the things that causes a fight, if it's well, an unforgivable transgression, if that's an then... unforgivable transgression, you might want to reevaluate your whole life rule set mm. um, and and maybe see you know like maybe this kind of lifestyle isn't for you um, if that's unforgivable mm-hmm. but yeah so that's that's a long-winded rambling random ass tangent filled <laughs> answer to a pretty damn good question yeah yeah <laughs> it's a very good question I, I don't feel like we actually answered it but um, we answered it for us and that's I what answered it, it as best as I can yeah for myself 
Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You may or may not agree, but that's okay. If you disagree with us, it's because you're wrong. Um, Thank you, Thirsty Turtles. Um, (laughs) All right, so the next mailbag question. um, And there's a lot that this person said about it, and I think there's going to be a lot that Probably not you, but I have to say about it as well. Wow. So we'll see. So I feel let like I've me, been already painted into a corner. I'm not going to read all of their comments yet. We'll get to them. Okay. Um, but the basic question is, how do you feel about punitive pricing for single males at clubs? So I will tell you the first thing that I had to do was look up the word punitive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of another way to say it. Penal- penaltative? <laughs> a penalty. A penalty price. There we go. Right. And that's, so that's basically what I looked Because we all know up. that at the swingers clubs, either single males are not allowed flat out, or they have to pay a lot more than couples and single females. Because a lot of clubs as well, single females get in for free before a certain time or a drastically reduced price. So basically, if you're well, looking at pricing, single females are the cheapest. Couples are next, and then single males, if allowed, per are the person, most. Per person, yes. So typically yes. you have $150 for couples, $100 for men, and $50 for women. Usually. If it's that kind of, right. it's that proportion If, if guys are allowed, yeah. Um, look, th- this is going to sound horrible. No, it's not. I don't care. Um, I don't see any problem with that at all. The, the long and short of it is the... Let's say we have 10 guys in a room, or 10 guys who may come to a swingers club. Uh, the, the problem is three of those guys are going to be complete asshats, and unfortunately, they ruin it for everyone. And I know that sounds unfair, but if you know, three of those guys are going to do it, of the women, if you have 10 women that go to a swingers club, mm-hmm. point one of them are going to be asshats and ruin it for everyone. So they're a lot smaller risk, number one. That's the first issue. That's, that's point number one is single women are a lot smaller risk than single men. Number two, for every one single woman that, wants, that wishes to enter a singles club, a swingers club, um, there's at least 20 guys. So you got to do something. It's, it's basic economics, supply and demand. You have a small supply of women, so you have to lower the price to get them in. You have a huge demand of men, so you either have to increase the price or cut them off completely. So I don't see anything wrong with that. It's basic economics. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm assuming that you might disagree with me. No, I, I do very much agree with you. Because um, we've also so, been to those clubs that allow single guys in, and we've mm-hmm. seen the quality of guys mm-hmm. that makes it through. Right. And although one of my favorite experiences I have ever had at a club, Pleasure Lounge, Perth, listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Holy shit balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. But anyway. again, and this is going to maybe sound a little bad, but that's a bit of a one-off as well because are you going to expect, like you said, that quality of guy oh, God, no. to be the quality of every guy that comes in? Man, I don't expect that quality of guy when I meet a guy on Tinder and go out and have yeah, a date with him. Exactly. I mean, that, so like, that was one of those diamonds in the rough kind of yeah, things. Yeah. Um, so, no, I very much agree with you overall. Um, and, you know, the... 
the argument against it is, like, just because they're a single guy, does that mean that they're, like, an unbridled lust machine that can't be allowed in the company of women? But unfortunately, like you said, a few ruin it for the many. Um, And there are places that don't have punitive pricing. They're few and far between. Um, very few and far between. But the the basic policy is that your behavior determines whether you can stay or not. So whether you're male or female, if you behave badly, you will have to leave. True, but that puts a lot more pressure on the establishment. That, that puts a lot more pressure on the establishment. And if you do behave badly, that can then ruin the time of other people around you. Yeah. And if that happens more frequently... And I guess the question is, does it happen more frequently there than anyplace else? I don't know. How much of an effort... Is are places like that to get to compared to others? So the perfect example, that, um, and one that we at some point need to sort of take a small vacation and try out, is uh, Wet on Wellington in, yes. in Melbourne. Yeah. So it's a gay sauna that once a, a month... I think it's once a month. Once a month maybe, allows yeah. couples. Mm-hmm. So... Of course, they allow single guys as well. Mm-hmm. I would love to just see what kind of quality of single guys come in right. on, on the on those on those nights on those nights. Yeah, no, and at some point we'll do that. Yeah, but I do tend to agree with you in that you know, like you said, and we see it, you know, at the the swingers clubs here, and we've seen it when we were in traveling in in New York as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, if single guys are let in, which most don't, um. But there are very few, if you take like OSS on a, pick a night, any random night other than ladies night, um, but just a random regular night, look at the number of single women that are there. It is either none, one or two, maybe three on a really good night. On a really good night, it's three, but I can't even. No, it's usually one, maybe two, if that. When we host the pendulum party, sometimes there's there's more singles, both male and female. Right. Um, But then again, like you said, if you allow single males, either at the regular price or the way that you do with the women, in that single males can come in free before a certain time. Yeah, oh, God. You would be inundated would, with guys. It, it would be it a would sausage be a gay fest. Saunage. Yeah. Gay, gay saunage. Sausage, sauna, whatever. Yeah. It, it, would, be it, a, would, yeah. it would be so... And that's the... I think and that's it's the, a gay sauna in which all the guys are paranoid of one another, <laughs> which is... <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, that was... Suddenly, it's the Republican National Convention. Yeah. I mean, it would be horrific. And for me, I don't think it's the fact that, you know, the guys are all going to attack the women or anything like that. It's just a sheer numbers thing in that guys are, um, I'm going to, and this, I don't know how to say this and not have it sound bad, but guys are going to be more willing to go out and do something like that, either by themselves yes. or with other guys, to go into somewhere like that and say, hey, I'm here to have some fun. Whereas I think. Women are a little more reserved, and they're not going to it. Or it takes a certain, a different kind of woman to go in. And it either do, takes do a that. different kind of woman, a woman that needs to be comfortable. Yes, and that you, women. I mean, and if women feel threatened, then that's no different than a bar. Yeah, exactly. And this is the problem: is so, that you know, and yeah. it comes back to women feeling threatened. It's that mm-hmm. whole fucking patriarch. Patriarchal, pa- patriarchal, easy for you to say, um, heteronormative kind of world in which women are objectified and you've got these men that come in and say, oh, well, you're a woman, therefore you're less than me, therefore I can, 
or you're a woman at a swingers club. So whether you want me or not, you're I'm clearly here for sex. To, yeah. And that's the thing is yeah. that, and that's, which is the problem is that women at a, at a swingers club are seen as, oh, well, you're only here to fuck. Yeah. You know, ugh. and it's not, it is not, of course, that every guy would be no. that way. And but it only takes one or two. And the problem is it's just like every other yeah. situation in which the loud minority speaks. Right. Um, and that, unfortunately, that's the case. Yeah. And so I do tend to agree with you as in the whole supply and demand thing is that you have to do something to curb that or to kind of temper it a bit. And unfortunately, that's the only really good way consistently to do that. And look, there are clubs that will let single guys in. Yes. And they, you just have to pay for that privilege to go in. And that you just have to accept it. It is basic economics. Yeah. Um, if you're in Sydney... Uh, hey, hey, but think club. about it this way. Um, you pay more to get in, but you also make more on average than a woman does. So oh, you're just wow. paying for that. <laughs> Beautiful. Look at you. Breaking the glass sexual ceiling. <laughs> I love it. No, you're, sp- but you're spot on. And so suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Um, pay your money, pay your dues. But, you know, Couples Club in Sydney does have nights where yes. single men are allowed in. I think it's Sunday nights. Mm, I don't remember. But it's on the website. From what, what I understand, it's kind of rough. Like, I think the single guys are, are are meant to stay outside, and then the owners come out and go, you, you, and you. Wow. I, so <laughs> we've I've talked to a couple of guys that have done it, and it's I'm like, but I sort of love that as well well where it is a fuck you it's a meat market and we're gonna pick the most attractive (laughs) of of you fuckers out here because again supply and demand Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. if you can't handle rejection piss off um part of me wants to do that someday just me go as a single (laughs) like hi (laughs) go in my in my kinsey three Uh or kinsey four shirt um yeah but yeah no, that's a good, I mean, it's a good question, and I understand. It is, and I understand both sides, and especially as a single guy, I can see where, because we were even talking about it, or not exactly, yeah. but we touched on it with our manticore yeah. the other day, and, you know, he was like, because we were talking about going to OSS. For the glow party. Right, for the glow party, and he was like, oh, the things you miss out on being a single guy, and I'm like, sure, but there's also a lot of things that you get to do as a single guy, yeah. so. But, you know, I, I. But I understand. I, yeah, yeah. I, I see where he's coming from. Yeah, so it, it kind of sucks, sure. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I, I Because sometimes know. it's hard to find a partner who would want to do that yeah. as well. And that's, yeah. you know. It's, it's not a, I mean, our society is not perfect. There is no perfect answer to that. You know, really. I would hate to be single again, knowing now the life that you and I live. Right. And think, you know, I'd love to have a, a, an open relationship kind of life. Yeah. How do you find, an, how do you find another swinger? It's hard. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we have another one? I do, and I feel like we've asked this before, but I'm going to ask it again. Well, um, our opinions may have changed. Our opinions may so have changed. you never know. But I liked this question when I saw it come through. Um, and it's, what physical features do you find most attractive in the opposite sex? And then I'm going to add on to it, because it's us, the same sex as well. Right. So physical features that we find attractive, male and female. Yeah. All right. Um... Okay, so we're talking physical, because, I mean, for me, the first thing I go to is humor. Yeah, um, which ain't physical. No, that's not physical. I've been working on my humor <laughs> muscle. Yeah. I yeah. have, actually, but anyway. <laughs> that's, that's, I've been doing classes. Anyway, yeah, go right. ahead. Um, so I would say, for me, on a guy, it is 85% the ass. Occasionally, really? some, occasionally a guy with really nice abs 
And if you have a flat ass, that's okay. I'll take it. Um, but if you have a nice ass... Like a bubble butt. You're a bubble butt kind of gal. Not too bubbly, though. You have to, It has to be muscular and strong, something to grab onto. But it can't be like, you know, it can't be like Baby Got Back. For a guy. For a girl, oh yes. Oh, my but. God, Becky. Look at that butt. <laughs> yeah. But I do like just a nice shaped ass and something to grab onto. So and... I'm going to call somebody out by name on okay. this podcast now. Um, have you ever checked out Lawrence's ass? Yes. He's got like that He's perfect He's got a nice ass. ass. Yes. Yeah. It's like just bubbly enough. Yeah. And he always wears those belts and it's like. It's strong it's, and something to grab onto. Yeah. It's, it, it's well, I imagine lifted, I haven't. But yeah, yeah. No. We've, no. Yeah. But it's lifted high and it's. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Nice ass, Lawrence. Nice ass, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you just cringed. It's great. Um, no, I okay. agree with you. Yeah. Uh, so for, for me on a guy, it's that. Again, if they have really awesome abs and like a flat ass, okay, fine. We can get beyond that. But I just, like if I, especially when a guy wears a really nice fitting pair of jeans mm-hmm. or pants in general, they're just really kind of show that off and show the curves. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So if I was gonna pick, so do you want me to do same sex yeah, let's do guys that. again? Sure. For me, okay. Uh, for for me, it's I'm a sucker for a close cropped beard. Oh yeah, like, you I, are. I love yeah. like it. I don't want like the full like you don't want furry. Grizzly Adams yeah. beard. I want a beard that's like seven to ten days in. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Um, I'm a sucker for that. Like yeah, you are. Um, does that go back to your nuzzling thing, though? It does. It does. Because yeah. I love the feel yeah. of a beard against my cheek and against my body in general. Um, but, you know, looking at that, so if you beard and then I'm also at the eyes. I love, like, sweet, compassionate, almost like a bit of those droopy dog eyes, you know, like sleepy eyes kind of. But I don't know. Yeah. Eyes and beard. That would okay. be for me. All right. guy. So uh, on a lady... On a lady. I'm trying to pick. You go. Because um, I've got a bit of a tie. Easy, but, easy. Yeah. Um, so my favorite part of a woman, bar every other part, and I don't know that it has a name, but if it does have a name, please tweet us the name. It's the cleft between the bottom of the ass cheek and the top of the leg, top of the back of the thigh. So there's that little yeah. cleft there. So if she's got... I'm an ass man on a woman. So if she's got a nice... Big ass, and I'm like one of those rapper girlfriend's asses. What I'm talking about, like baby, I do want baby got back. Um, and she's got a little bit of cleft there. That's my favorite part. I think it's fun to lick that part and and nuzzle and yeah, it's it's. I'm a sucker. I'm an absolute ass man on a woman. Is it the ass? Is it the ass itself, or is it just where it meets the, my, the top of the thigh? I there? like the ass itself, but. If I'm going to pick one single part, it's just that cleft between the bottom of the ass and the top of the thigh. Okay. That is my absolute favorite part. Okay. Because you can have a flat ass and still have a really nice right. cleft. So right. you don't have to have like this big round apple butt. Mm-hmm. You can have a, a flat ass, but still it's a nice little cleft there mm-hmm. to the top of your thigh. That's... Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so for me... Um, 
If I have to pick one, and I'll tell you my close second as well, <laughs> you could probably guess it. Um, but my favorite, I'm going to do a little bit the opposite of you, and I like the top where the back meets the ass. Interesting. So that the small of your back yeah, there. Yeah. So the if you have like that nice curve at the small of your back, which again generally lends to a rounder ass, and again something you can grab onto something. You know, maybe that's just it. I just like you something. just like hold on to yeah, things. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so I like that. I like a nice round ass because then you get that night, but it can't be too severe. You know, it can't be like, like an L shape or like something. Like a Lego yeah. ass. Right. Um, <laughs> but I like that nice soft curve down, down a woman's back and then out into the ass, the, the small of the back there where, it, yeah, that just really gets me. I really like that. Um, yeah. And what's your close second? My close second is, and this is not one that you're going to see like initially right off, but nipples. Um, because I, you know, I love breasts, but yeah. I really like a woman's nipples and I like to just lick them and roll what, them around. What kind of and, nipples do you prefer? Um, honestly, anything that is easily lickable, kissable and suckable. Well, you just described every breast Not out necessarily. There. Describe to me a breast which um, isn't lickable. Some nipples are innies and that's a lot harder oh, to deal okay, with. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. You could so do it. So does it matter the size it. of the areola? No. To me that doesn't matter. How about the size of the nipple itself? Um, not necessarily. It's a little more challenging if they're small. Yeah. Um, bigger nipples are, are a little, they're more fun to kind of roll my tongue yeah. around. Well, but. Cause you've got large nipples. Yeah. Like, and I, I remember when we first started dating, you had commented that you didn't like them about yourself. I was self-conscious about them. Yeah. It's not that I don't like them on me. I'm just, I'm just self-conscious because, you know, you look at most women online and, and they're in like, porn and, and they have like, little tiny nipples. Like and, even smaller than P-shaped, like yeah. lentil-sized nipples. Right. But yours are, I would say, closer to, okay, I'm going to use the beans since we're already started the lentil thing. Yours are closer <laughs> to gabonzo beans. And I love that. Like, to me, that yeah. your nipples are perfect nipples. I think larger nipples are easier, like I said, to kind of roll your tongue around and kind of play with yeah. and suckle on. And that's... But small ones can be just as fun as well. I, I, Inverted is harder, yeah. but it can happen. Yeah, so, your yeah. your nipples are for me perfect because it's I, I prefer a smaller areola and a mm-hmm. bigger nipple, which mm-hmm. is really kind of hard to find. Um, and I sort of found yeah. it in you, and I never even when I'd already liked you, I'd never even seen your nipples. Yeah, and again, that's not fair because that's not something you're going to see on someone right off. Yeah, so, so we should start asking but, people, hey, what's your nipples yeah. look like? Hey, how you going? How's yeah. your nipples? <laughs> um, I think we have time for one more question. Okay, go. Uh, let's see. Ooh, how old were you when you had your first kiss and your first boyfriend or girlfriend? I had my first boyfriend or girlfriend. I was six. Did you kiss him then? (laughs) My girlfriend. Um, no, I was eight when I had my first kiss. Okay. Is that right? Six? No, seven. I was seven with my first kiss. Um, and that was a, like... A very chaste little bit of tongue kiss. Mm-hmm. My first, like, true, like, passionate tongue kiss was probably, I was probably in seventh grade. So I was probably uh, 13, okay. 12, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. No idea what I was doing. I think I probably licked half her face. <laughs> great. Wasn't great. What about uh, your first boyfriend or girlfriend? <laughs> well, that was my first girlfriend was, I was six. Okay, okay. Uh, my first boyfriend, the first person I considered my boyfriend was, I was, what, 30? Okay. 31? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Okay. My first boy so, kiss. Well, was I would say 18. I would say boyfriend and girlfriend, and like who did you date first? Yeah. The first person you dated, kind of thing. So yeah, you were six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for me, I was a but month- dated. Sorry, date dating. Is, no, I would I say dating. So dating, you don't date at six. You you're you know you're passing notes to somebody and say, do you like me? Check yes or no. Right. Or do you want to be my girlfriend? Check yes or no. I mean, that's that's not okay. Dating. So what about dating? Let's like, go dating. True dating. I was again. It was back to that first major kiss. So probably seventh eighth grade. Okay. Um, where you know that was the person I was talking to on the phone at night. Right. That was the person that you know at school we would hold hands and you know occasionally you'd go to the movies and make out a little. Right. So that's what I that's what I think the, this person first meant by dating. that. Dating. Okay. Okay. I thought you meant like, like no, first way, boyfriend or girlfriend. Well, that was. Yeah, I think. Do you the, like me? Check yes or no. I took it as dating, like okay. the first person you dated. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And if we were moving on to sex, I was like, I don't know, twenty-one. Let's okay. not even talk about that. That was depressing. <laughs> I wore two condoms first time I had sex. Really? Yeah. Double was, protection. I was so paranoid about. It's another kind of DP. <laughs> I was so paranoid about uh, about procreation. <laughs> uh, Sorry. That's awesome. That's a different podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you? Safety first and second. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and we laid a layer of saran wrap in between the two of us. So, you know, just and was she on birth control as well? And she was on birth control <laughs> yeah, as well. And uh, three days later, she took a pregnancy test. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> three days. Because yeah, yeah. we knew how it worked in mm-hmm. fucking college. Anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> now, see, this is chill, side note. Um, teach your children. Sex education is important. Proper sex education. <laughs> yeah. Growing up in Kentucky, we didn't have sex, sex education. You have abstinence, and that's yeah. not oh going to help you learn anything. Anyway, please go ahead. Uh, uh, so for me, I was uh, very much a late bloomer compared to you. I didn't have my first kiss until I was 11. Aww. And the first person I dated, I was 15. And we went out on, I don't know, a handful of dates and things, and... Then I broke up with him, um, and I remember talking to my mom about it when I came home at some point, and she was like, oh, so how are things going about, you know, with this person, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I told him I didn't want to see him anymore. And she was like, she kind of looked at me, she's like, why not? He's such a cute little boy. And I was like, exactly, he's a cute little boy. I want a man. Oh, snap. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, that's funny, because I was 15, so tell, I mean, like, really, what am I thinking? But I always, most of my friends were always older than me. Yeah. And so I was always looking at older guys. You know, I mean, I'm talking like a year or two. Yeah. I was always the youngest one in my group of friends. They were usually about two years older than me. And this person happened to be the same age as me. And I don't know, to me, I thought that was young. And he had that little boy look to him, you know, like a boy haircut, not like a man's haircut. I don't know. He just, it's just funny because I look back on that now and I'm like, what, what was I thinking? Like, he wasn't any different than I was. But, yeah. No. That's so that awesome. that, di- that first relationship didn't last very long. <laughs> and you still like the older men. I mean, I'm only a year and a half older, but, you know, I'm yeah. still older. I've tended, yeah, I've always tended to go for older guys. <laughs> That's awesome. The young ones are fun to play with, but not, not for a long-term relationship for me. <laughs> That's yeah. great. I love it. And girls? Um, Have you ever had a girlfriend? Not, not like a dating girlfriend, no. Yeah. No. And your first girl kiss? Um, that was. I have, hold on, I have to go grades to age now. Um, 
I would have been so sixth sixth grade is eleven twelve. About yeah. Yeah, so about that age, yeah. probably probably twelve. What was that like? A full tongue kiss? Well, yeah. I consider that a kiss kiss, yeah. Yeah, yeah, kiss kiss, wow. Like, for with a boy, it was the same thing. I, I, yeah. Wow, you started early. Because I don't consider, I mean, sure, it's a kiss, but it's not a... That was my sixth grade, my okay. sixth, my, my, I'm sorry, my six-year-old, seven-year-old. Yeah, because when you're asking about yeah. a first kiss, I mean, yeah. like, a meaningful like, kiss. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mine was 11 or 12 as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's, we've still got more questions, but we're out of time. We'll do another mailbag episode So soon. we'll do another mailbag yeah. episode in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. if there's anything you want to hear or know about, send it to us. Yeah, send us a message. Yeah. Um, if you wish, you can email us at theatomsoflove at gmail.com. Um, you can send us uh, a direct message on the Twitterverse. We are at By the By Podcast. Um, or uh, Facebook's www.facebook.com slash By the By Podcast. Um, I'm going to soon, if it's not already up now, it will be up soon, a questions spot on our website yeah. um, so that you can direct question us through there because I think that's a great idea and I just came up with it not too long ago, like last week. Anyway, um, so yeah, send us a message and we'd love to hear from you. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh, I am forgetting something. Duh. August 25th. What's happening then? What's up? We're having our third... Third. That was a long that way was to say third. Easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're having our third pendulum party at uh, our secret spot. Yes. Um, gonna be awesome. Glory holes. Lots. Of, last time it was a. Last time I was in the middle of an M M M M F. Mm-hmm. Um, so and there were three of us behind the glory hole, so you never knew what you were gonna get. Which was epic. If you haven't heard that podcast, it's a funny yes. one. Um, yeah, it was two ladies and me in the glory hole, and when we weren't uh, going down on somebody, we were making out with each other, which yeah. is even better. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, a lot of fun. So the tickets are on sale, I'm assuming now. Uh, so yeah. go There'll on be the, a link on Twitter, on Facebook. Yep, Twitter, yeah. Facebook. At, Our secret spot. Uh, yeah. au. I always forget that part. Uh, yeah, so come to our, uh, our pendulum party. We'd love yeah. to see you. Absolutely. Please parts of you through the glory hole. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll talk to you all next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.